believe stories change the world. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of thy testimony. Your testimony is worth sharing because it has power. The Overcome Today podcast aims to inspire and empower you to stand tall, shine in confidence because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You can overcome today. Welcome to the Overcome Today podcast with me, Carol Oyola. How are you guys doing? Uh It's another 30 days of lockdown. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm so sorry, especially for those who perhaps were feeling, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. But you know what? I wasn't really surprised because I expected the worst, but I think it's only for our own good guys. So hang in there right hang in there i've actually been enjoying this time in i know there are times it gets to me and i'm like okay can we just get outside and have some fun but um oh well here we are here we are i hope you all are doing fine are keeping well are keeping safe um keeping your mental health in check your physical health in check yes you who bakes the banana bread every time yanni Yes, um, I really do hope that you are fine and well and are doing good. And if you're not, I pray that you will find solace and comfort in the one true God, um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, so we are wrapping up this, um, I don't really want to call it a series, but we've been talking a lot about mental health the past two episodes. And yeah, I kicked it off really heavy um, with this relaunch. Um, but I do hope you enjoyed the uh, Karimi's story. Um, Karimi really was such a wonderful, wonderful guest who decided to be very vulnerable. And I thank her for it. And I hope uh, it was encouraging to you as well. If you have not listened to it, um, once you're done with this episode, you can go to my profile and listen to all the other episodes that you've missed out um karimi was very real and vulnerable about her story or her journey with depression and why she's also very passionate about raising awareness on mental health now this week we finalize everything with ronnie wanjage now if you do not know ronnie she is a clinical psychologist and she is also a born again christian and she loves god and she's passionate about talking to women and children um she has experience working for ngos in that area and um she's also a good friend of mine we went to uni with i and you guys i'm sorry i'll just bring my friends on this podcast until yeah i get people coming in and telling me they want to share their story as well um but ronnie is going to be speaking about mental health and faith um do the two correlate or do we draw a line between the two so i caught up with her this earlier this week so listen in I know time is 
special for people. But thank God for social distancing because I need to pull her at home. <laughs> Yes, yes, and it's my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. So just introduce yourself. <laughs> you may not know you. And they're like, eh, other than that, I am a mother, I'm a wife, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian, I'm born again, um, and I love people. I really love to engage with human beings, fellow human beings. I feel like it uh, resonates so deeply with me to be in touch with the real side of people, and I think that's what informed my passion and my career into counseling and psychology. Uh, because it gives me a lot of joy just to, um, you know, talk to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so part of my experience has been in the humanitarian field. I have worked for, um, as a counselor for various NGOs dealing with different demographics from children, um, as well as, you know, women and youth. Mm. So uh, I'm very passionate about, you know, those groups of people and especially women, women and children. Good stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. good that you said women because this is a women's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you say that because um, I was really, how even we can, okay, of course we may come up, but how I knew I had to reach out to you is I would see your Insta story post every time when you're asking guys to, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? Mm -hmm. How are you coping? Yeah. And it was amazing also to see the responses. So I was like, hey, I have to speak to Ronnie because this is just a passion. <laughs> Some other people will be like, mm, yeah, uh, <laughs> let people deal with their own issues. I'm also dealing with mine. So just from yeah. your practice, because you're going to mm -hmm. but generally, what have you seen are the common mm -hmm. like mental health issues because we are focusing on mental health. What, what are the issues yeah. that you see people facing in terms of mental mm -hmm. health? Um, well, there are a myriad of issues um, that people are facing when it comes to mental health because mental health in itself is not just the absence of mental illness. So just because you don't have a clinical diagnosis doesn't mean you're not struggling with mental health issues. So um, when we, well, if we are to get gender specific, then women face common issues in mental health. Uh, but some of the most common ones are depression and anxiety. Those ones I know people have heard of and const are constantly hearing of. Depression and anxiety are quite prevalent, and especially in women. And the reason why I say especially in, in women doesn't mean that men don't go through them. But women go through it to, the rate is higher in women. And some studies have even shown that some forms of depression are experienced solely by women. For example, like postpartum depression. Uh, although men also experience it, the higher degrees with women. And um, some, some kind, like unipolar depression is experienced by women twice as much as it is by men. Um, so depression and anxiety are way up there on the list. 
Um, some other common ones are sleeping disorders, eating disorders, body image disorders. Um, and, you know, so we're talking about insomnia or oversleeping. Mm-hmm. We're talking about bulimia and anorexia for eating disorders uh, and body image issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the common ones for women. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll, it also reminds me of a report I saw sometime in the media, I think for the 2017 WHO report, but the focus was on Kenya um, about mm-hmm. how depression is like top in terms of mental health issues. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. So can you self-diagnose? Because like you said, mm-hmm. it may, you may not perhaps get a clinical diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but to perhaps give my experience, I did not, mm-hmm. I was not, I was never medically or clinically diagnosed with depression, but yeah. through my research and hearing other people's stories and just mm-hmm. seeing a lot, I connected with yeah. lots of the symptoms. And yeah. so... Um, is there a way you can say I have self-diagnosed myself <laughs> or do I have to go for a medical diagnosis? Well, yes, you can self-diagnose. I mean, just like with any other physical ailments, you have a sore throat, you have a slight fever, you, stand up, you, you kind of decide that you have a flu. So self-diagnosis is there. And now with the internet and Google search, you can even diagnose yourself with depression because the screening tools are available. If you just Google screening tools for depression, you're going to have a list of tests that are free and available. Mm-hmm. And when you score yourself, you might find that, oh, wow, I have depression or I am anxious, for example, you know. Uh, but the thing with, you know, self-diagnosis is you can do it, but is it okay to do it? how advisable is it to self-diagnose, especially on mental health. So the thing with mental health is there are so many underlying issues behind the symptoms of mental health, so many subtleties. The risk of self-diagnosing is is really high. Mm. Um, The risks that come with self-diagnosing are really high because one, you might end up you know, stigmatizing yourself, calling yourself depressed when you are probably just having a sad day. and you may not be able to factor other issues, other subtle mental health issues that a clinician would be able to highlight or screen or assess with you or on you using tools and expertise and all that stuff. So it is possible, yes, you can self-diagnose, but then it is not advisable. Always back it up with a clinician's point of view or a therapist's point of view you know, just to have a good diagnosis. Sometimes you might think you have depression because you check all the boxes, but the depression could be coming from something else. Mm-hmm. You could be having bipolar disorder um, or you could just be having a sad day. So the extremes are yeah. there. You could underdiagnose yourself or overdiagnose yourself in that sense. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's a good valid point to me because... Um, it, it could be that you're just having a sad day, but I think also for some people, mm-hmm. maybe they feel when it lingers on for too long or yeah. they notice that it's been there for a while. I, I also spoke to Karimi last week and she mentioned that um, she didn't even know she had postpartum depression until like mm-hmm. later. And then you look at mm-hmm. oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. yeah. And so once, for example, like, is it 
So I have maybe, let's say, for example, seen a psychologist, counselor, or therapist, and they've maybe told me I have seen there is some form of depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there? I don't know if I don't know. I don't want to say this in, mm-hmm. but yeah, two curable. Like, is there? You know, the way we, people like there's no cure for cancer. So, <laughs> is mm-hmm. there a cure for mm-hmm. depression or anxiety? Because I think for people, maybe they feel. I don't want to spend so much money going to a therapist or uh-huh. or get this diagnosis and all that, go through the treatment plan and mm-hmm. still have to deal with this all my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, a, that's a very valid question. Um, there's always a debate, even if you look into researches of whether mental health um, disorders are curable, there's a lot of scientific debate. Uh, but what I know for a fact is that you can recover from mental illness. You can recover from, recover from depression. You can recover from anxiety. Whether it's curable is still in question because curing something means you're totally, you know, removed from it, healed. It's never going to come again. But you know, with mental health issues, you'll always have that brain. You'll always have emotions. You'll always, so it's, it's an issue of managing your triggers understanding yourself, you know, and, you know, coupled with treatment, all these things lead to recovery. So there are people who've recovered from depression, for example, and you get to a point where your life, you've regained complete normalcy in your life. You're no longer bound probably in your house. You're no longer uh, crippled by anxiety or sadness. You're able to, you know, come back to your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what is called recovery. But not to you know, be the sound of doom. But, you know, the reality is you might, you know, you're not exempt from going through it again just because you recovered from it the first time. That's the reality of it. But, you know, with the right steps and the correct management and being able to uh, be aware of yourself well enough, you can go even for life without having to go through, you know, the depression again. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, you can recover from it. Yeah, but of course there, will, yeah. there are times when you have those triggers, even if it's a year yes. or somewhere from now. So it mm-hmm. depends how you deal with it. Cool. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So one of the I, I follow this lady called Dr. Anita Felix. She's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those. Anita Felix. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and she's also a preacher. I mean, she's a mental okay. poet, so she mm-hmm. likes to combine mental health and mm-hmm. Christian faith. And yes, she's always like being called to, you know, and she's, yeah, she knows how to balance it too, or, or so I think she does. Um, yes. But is there, um, would you say, is that, like, is there a way, and especially mm-hmm. I think in terms of, let me say, treatment options or how to deal mm-hmm. with it? Um, yeah. between the Christian faith and mental mm-hmm. orders because uh, there are people who will just say, ah, just pray it away and it shall be fine. You shall be mm-hmm. delivered or you go for those uh, high fire CG anointed. Kabisa, deliverance <laughs> Kabisa, session. Deliverance bath, Kabisa, those ones. Now Kemele, you or Shetani. So is there hey. a line that's drawn or can they work together? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll start by saying I'm a psychologist which means I have 
gone to school to learn psychology. I know all the disciplines and all that stuff, but I'm also a Christian. And I have found those two disciplines clashing so many times, even within my own life. Mm. Um, so I think the highest task for, let's call it the church, because, you know, yeah. um, is to, you know, kind of find a balance between appreciating the biological or chemical reactions that bring about mental health issues that require treatment and where faith comes in as a treatment um, to augment treatment, so to say. Mm. Yeah. Cause faith is about your values. It's about what you believe in your belief systems. And that is very core, especially if you're a Christian, we believe that, you know, God heals, uh, that our hope is centered on Christ, for example, that he is our source of healing, of joy, of peace. Mm. And that is undeniable if you're a Christian. And we cannot remove it from the process of healing just because you went to see a psychologist, for example. Mm. So being able to marry both disciplines requires that as a Christian, you do not diminish the, you know, the biological aspects, the chemical aspects of mental disorders, thus dismissing psychotherapy and medication for that matter mm. or if you're coming from the secular side um not diminishing what faith can do in the process or in the journey of someone's healing from mental illness mm. so it, it has to be a balance yeah. and the truth is many people struggling with mental health issues have been hurt by their faith that's the truth. You go to church, you're depressed, you know what you're feeling, but someone says you don't have enough faith or you're not mm. praying enough or you have sinned, you need to, be, you to repent, you need a deliverance session. And people have gone through these things, but all, all they've done is uh, like entrenched stigma around mental health issues, especially in the face of the church. Mm. Um, so if churches can adopt uh, a healthy balance between psychology and faith then people would feel hard would be able to feel hard and listened to and appreciated and they would maybe be able to seek medication from even christian counselors imagine what a, a, a relief it would be if i was going I, I know i would feel so relieved if i was going to see a, a christian therapist but then it would crush me if through the process they're probably diminishing my uh, mental health issues in the name of faith. So mm. if they're able to appreciate my mental health issues, maybe prescribe medication and take me through therapy while at the same time using our common values to in faith to you know bring healing, mm. it would be amazing. I totally yeah. agree. So, yeah, faith is a great instrument of healing for mm. mental health issues. Yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, I that one, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what else to add because, <laughs> I mean, I agree that we can still see, like, I think it's, so Karimi just put it so well, and that's why I'm mm -hmm. referring to it. She said, yeah. when you have a sore throat or when you have a cold, you'll run to the doctor. It does not yes. mean that you don't have faith that God will heal you. Exactly. So same thing for mental health. Um, we yeah. can still see a therapist, but at the same time, trust God that you will get through it or overcome it or be healed from it. Um, yeah, um, that was, yeah, you just said it so well. And finally, mm -hmm. what, what would you say? Now we're in this corona season and yeah. <laughs> people have just, like, by the way, I think it's taken a toll on some people. And I think uh -huh, there's I just a lot has. of worry, anxiety. Mm -hmm. 
fraternity um, that's going around. So I'm, what are the practical tips that you can give us to take care of our mental health, even mm-hmm. in this season? So yeah. we can never forget when I applied this during this season because yeah. we'll also enter a new normal. I don't think we'll go back to normal. We'll just be a whole doubt new it. normal. Yeah. I doubt so it we as well. To constantly take care of our mental health. The thing we want mm-hmm. to eat better for our physical health or exercise. I think we yeah. also need to be taking care of our so true so 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 true and i don't think there's a better time than now to highlight this um you know effective tips for mental care mental health care for ourselves uh because like you said right now people are not seeing each other as much people are cooped up in their houses the economy is looking bad people are struggling with finances people are struggling with relational issues you know if you used to see your partner just in the evening for an hour before you check into bed now you're spending the whole day with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can think of people who are in abusive relationships. I mean, this is quite an intense time, for example. And what, as therapists, we are finding difficult, particularly difficult, is that the things we would propose on a normal day for some people to do as coping mechanisms, like take a walk, take a drive, go to the park, meet with people, cannot be done right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, there are many restrictions. And that's why people right now are kind of feeling stuck, you know. But that doesn't mean there's nothing to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I mean, technology has allowed people to still connect, even if not physically. So being able to have an, a, a platform or a forum or friends where you can connect with to talk about your feelings. Um, talking about your feelings is one of the things that can help. You know, if you wake, wake up and feel a bit hopeless or anxious about something, talk, talk about it. And you realize even, you know, if you ask yourself, like, Carol, Leo, umeonge about feelings zako to anyone? Have you talked to anyone about your feelings? Have you told no. someone how you're feeling? Think about it. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not easy, even for us who know how helpful it is, it's not easy to talk about your feelings. So it takes an intentional, conscious effort to, to first of all, recognize that feeling in yourself sometimes we deny this we deny what we are feeling Mm -hmm. you can't talk about something you've not acknowledged first of all so acknowledge what you're feeling and then try and talk about it in the best way possible to someone that you trust um and then of course keeping active um physical you know our bodies are meant to move movement is like part of our health system so dance walk move play with your children Mm -hmm. stay active uh, be on your feet as much as you can because uh, even when you compare the days when you've been a couch potato the whole day binging on maybe one or two seasons of something nice at the end of the day you feel like such a bum yeah and you um, feel more tired <laughs> yes you feel more tired sometimes even guilt checks in um, like you can't separate physical movement from mental health so keep active as much as possible eat well um uh, so, I mean, take, have your takeout once in a while, but, you know, eat balanced meals, drink a lot of water, keep your gut healthy. Um, all these things definitely contribute to your mental health. Of course, avoid substance use because, you know, in times of stress, an easy escape is always welcome. Mm-hmm. So people may run to alcohol or, you know, whatever substances that they use to calm their nerves. 
and it's not recommended. Um, it's not recommended for that to be like a first cause of action. Uh, of course, ask for help. Uh, you know, as much as um, it's difficult to talk about your emotions, uh, sometimes acknowledging that you really have an issue is important so that you, you know, seek help for it. And when I say ask for help, it sounds very ambiguous. Uh, we've had ask for help all over the place, yeah. <laughs> but people are always stranded, like, who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, but people find it easy to talk to people, uh, like an anonymous, I mean, a person who doesn't know you, you know, and reach out anonymously. People find comfort in that. And others, people find comfort in reaching out to people who they actually know and trust. So whatever works for you, uh, do not hesitate to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, self-care is important. And, you know, I'm a mother, and being a mother means your life is kind of not your own, you know? So in whatever ways you find, whatever practical ways you find to care for yourself, if it's just that 30 minute walk when someone else is watching the children or even in the toilet, I mean, sometimes I have found such solace in sitting on that toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You know, take a Yes, I mean, look for, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have, you don't have to go totally out of your way to care for yourself. It could be just that 10 minute break in the bedroom. I once saw a meme, was it a meme or what was it? It must have been a meme mm-hmm. of a woman who had, it was a picture. So there's, a, there's an image of a woman who has like a line of about 16 children or something. (laughs) So what she used to do, she used to take her apron and put it over her head. And that was the break she used to get, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because she knows she wouldn't afford time to herself. And she used to tell her children, apparently, so the prose was written and it said something like, the lady would cover her head with the lower part of her apron and tell her kids, when you see my head covered with my apron, don't talk to me, don't Mm. touch me, just move away from me. And it worked for her. (laughs) It worked for her. So, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Whatever little um, ounces of peace you can steal away for yourself, do it without guilt. And self-care only works if you're not guilty. You can't be checking out to have a break and then constantly berating yourself for it or mm. feeling bad about it. Allow yourself to take a break from time to time. Yeah. Mm. So care for your mind, your body, your soul in the ways that are best available to you, in the ways that are, you know, that work for you the best, most effective for you. Mm. And no one person is the same. Some, there's someone who will jog to have fun, but there's someone else who thinks about jogging and almost dies because uh, running yes. is like <laughs> running just, is not my portion you know but so what whatever works for you works for you yeah yeah i mean i totally agree it's those small pockets looking for those small pockets of sunshine i have realized mm-hmm. that coloring adult coloring is like yeah um, good pastime for me i just put some yes. instrumental worship and color and i'm like wow this is so uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I agree. It's I feel just you. Small ways to, um, yeah, get your health in check, both physically mm-hmm. and mentally. Um, yes. But thank you so much, Ronnie. Yani, uh, 
really enjoyed this discussion of ours. I know yeah. I have a feeling there might be questions here and there, which is fine. We're yes. open for a part two, just in case. Very open, very open. Yeah. yeah. spoke so well um, and thank you so much Ronnie for your time and for accepting even to be open to people reaching out to you I'm going to be leaving her email address um, at the description section of this podcast um, and also on my social media pages so follow me on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at overcome today and you can be, I can be able to connect you with Ronnie or with any other um, support that you need in this season. Um, it's been an honor and uh, a pleasure talking about mental health. I know we cannot exhaust this conversation. It keeps going. Um, but I pray that you will raise, um, if you have information that is legit, incredible that you will raise awareness that even for you you will be informed um, not just on mental illnesses such as depression or anxiety um, but mental health in general and remember um, as you seek God please also seek professional help um, just the same way you would seek medical advice for a flu or a skin lesion or whatever it is that you may have do the same for your mental health take care of yourself all right and so until next time bless